For the next several weeks at West, we are going to explore what happens in our lives when we allow God's deep love for us to turn the raw materials of our own lives into something very beautiful. Are you willing to take on a full life renovation? Check out West in the next several weeks. Listen up. This young lady here is running the marathon for bringing a women's hospital. So skip around to Stella and donate to a good cause. And after the Fixer Upper series, we're going to explore what we can learn from faith and film. I'm going to make a big sign for you. It doesn't show up for anything. <laughs> and then he shows up. Modern day films have great life principles that we can learn from and tie into our Christian faith. So before I share a few words about the Christmas story this evening, I want you to do me a favor. There are so many moving pieces and things that go on in the month of December in the life of the church. And I get the, the joy of standing up here and being able to share with you and talk with you. And the joy is not that you see me, but that is part of the job. But there are so many West staff. West is uh, staffed a lot by really, really, really part-time people. We have... Uh, just a few other full-time people other than myself. And would you please, like so many of them are in the tech booth or on the worship team and uh, missions and children and connections, will you please give them a huge warm thank you? I might be sort of a perfectionist, and so we have this drive for excellence here, and uh, so they put up with me, and they work so hard, and they're all exhausted, and so I wanted them to hear a public thank you from you, so thank you for doing that. Now, I want you to clap one more time this evening. If you have ever gone to a Christmas party where they do that dirty, I've heard it called Dirty Santa, where they go and you take a gift away from someone else, like you unwrap presents. And then, you know, depending on what number you get, if you see a present that somebody else unwrapped that you've decided that you want more, you get to go take it from them. Will you clap if you've ever played that? So a few weeks ago, I wanted to thank the staff for all their hard work uh, up till now and then that they were getting ready to do for the Christmas season. So I had them to my home and I cooked, you know, for them. It was my way of saying thank you. And then I had this idea, like, I like to have fun. And so I had this idea at the last minute that we needed to like play a game. And so I thought, well, we should play Dirty Santa as a staff. And uh, one of Scott and my personal goals is, over the next several years to get rid of a lot of the stuff that we have. And I'm ashamed to say that we had lots of new stuff. I mean, just random stuff in our home. I think there were gifts that I bought years ago that I meant to give to somebody and then I never gave them. So, I mean, it's just random, totally random. And I thought, we need to play Dirty Santa. But, like, 
I didn't want to ask the staff to have to buy something else next year. They'll buy it because the game was a total flop. But uh, I didn't want to ask them at the last minute to buy something. So I thought, I will provide the dirty Santa gifts. And I will put them, you know, under the tree and they'll draw names or numbers and then they'll go and get their gift and unwrap it. And, you know, I mean, seriously, it was the biggest letdown ever. I mean, because nobody wanted any of the gifts. And, you know, I, I was embarrassed. And I even went and bought two things. You know, one of those sequin pillows that if you rub it one way, it's one color. And if you rub it the other way, it's another color. I thought, who would not want a sequin pillow? The, the hottest gift of the evening was like this cat sweater that uh, Leanne actually really wanted but didn't get the number drawn in time. And it's got little cats and bells all over it. I mean, who doesn't want a cat sw- uh, sweatshirt with bells on it, right? And so... Um, Nobody wanted any of the gifts that I had to offer. And the good news is it was like Dirty Santa, so I didn't really care that they didn't want my gifts. But, you know, so many times in life, I think we go through and, and we, we don't quite ever get what we want. We strive for perfection, or we strive for excellence, or we strive for stature. We strive for more money. We strive for all these things, and and we just never quite feel like we get what we want. And then we're disappointed. So tonight... I want us to talk about how to curb that disappointment. When you arrived, you also received another piece of paper on top of the game thing, something that looked like this. I want you, when we have communion in just a few minutes, if you would be interested in doing this, we want to know what you look for and what you would like to hear from me as your pastor uh, over the next year. And so if there are questions that you have about faith or God or church or anything like that, or just life circumstances that you would like for us to talk about, I'd love for you to write them on these cards. And that's where we will pull the message series for the years 2018 and 2019 from these. Uh, One of the predominant themes from the morning service was, how do I wrestle the demands of life? And how do I find true happiness? Those are some pretty deep questions, and I think that they are things that we all wrestle with. Now, this evening, if you come here to this Christmas Eve service, and if you do not believe in the the virgin birth, or you don't believe in the Christmas story at all, that is okay. Here at West, we recognize that we all come to life from various places, and tolerance is one of the important parts of who we are as a faith community. So I'm not asking you to to buy the whole story, uh, but I am asking you to, to think about one thing. What if we all wanted the ultimate gift that I believe that God embodies through the person Jesus Christ, which is love? What if we all wanted that gift? And what if we wanted it so much that we were willing to do anything for it? You know, love is a universal 
thing. It's a universal feeling. It's a universal concept. It's universal actions. It's why we did the Stop the Chaos Challenge in December, because maybe if we had a gentle reminder every day to do something nice for someone other than ourselves, then we wouldn't be as grumpy when we're waiting in line to check out or, you know, we're stuck in 77 on traffic or in traffic. Maybe we stop and and remember that this world and this life is about something that is so much bigger than us just trying to achieve for ourselves. You know, that is the lesson that came in that manger so many thousands of years ago is that, you know, that defenseless nature of that little baby, that humble way in which the the Christ child was born teaches us that maybe if we want to experience joy and hope and peace and love, that if we would embrace it with that humility and that vulnerability, then, then maybe our lives could be a little different I want you to hear a passage of scripture this evening that is different than what you would hear on a normal Christmas Eve service. It's taken from the Gospel of Matthew. It also appears in Luke. This was an important concept to Jesus that he taught uh, for years as he was ministering with the people that he came in contact with. And it was about children. Hear this from the Gospel of Matthew. It's chapter 18, verse 3. Jesus called a little child over to him and had the little child stand among them. And then to all the people that had been following him and listening to his teachings, he said, I tell you, and I'm going to tell you the truth, unless you change and unless you become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven So therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You know, I think religion gets a bad rap, and actually, I believe it. I'm not sure if I was not able to be a part of this amazing faith community at West, I'm not sure I'd want to go to church, because lots of times churches are very ritualistic and dogmatic, and and it's more about who shouldn't be in, because if they're doing all these bad things, then they don't, you know, they don't need to exist in this, you know, uh, group of people that are pure and and righteous, and that that is so not what Jesus Jesus was about. And so, and I know you're probably going, oh my gosh, she's a pastor and she said she would not want to go to church. Um, But but I'm serious. I think sometimes we lose the meaning of the message of Christ. And so Jesus was trying to teach the people when he came and walked among the people on the earth. He was trying to teach them this very, very, very important lesson about who God was. He came to reveal the character and the nature of God. And so he talked a lot about this thing called the kingdom of heaven. And I think in religion, we have given heaven this bad rap because we, we treat faith and we treat church like life insurance. We think that if we come and we do these good things, then it's going to keep us out of the bad place or, you know, out of hell. And, and our goal is to get into heaven. That is not what Jesus was teaching at all. Those are constructs that have been created by man and church and, and structure and dogma and polity over thousands of years. Jesus said one of the first lessons that he started to teach when he began his public ministry was to repent. And repent means to turn. It means to change. And then he said, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And heaven meant God. The kingdom of God. And God, we believe, is, God, is not this person, this big man on a throne far, far away with a long white beard. God is love. 
And so Jesus came to to say to the people, repent for the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of love is at hand. And that's what he did, all of his ministry. And and people just kept missing the point. They just kept missing it. And and they wanted to worry about status and and structure and, and all those things that we still focus on today. And so he would try to teach them, look, do you see this little boy? If you will be like him, then you are going to be living into this kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of God, this kingdom of love. Now, what did he mean by that? Well, I have a video that I want you to see tonight that I think embodies that principle. And it sort of sums up the whole message for this evening. And, and you may have seen it go uh, on social media this week. But I want you to pay attention to what the children in this video do. Because I think if we will approach Christmas and if we will approach life with the same mannerisms and, and passion and gusto that these children have, then, then some of the things that we get so all wrapped up in that, that don't do anything to help us live into love and live into peace and hope and joy, you know, they'll fall away. So I want you to take a look and pay really close attention to these kids. So I told you to be like the children. I did not mean the end of that. I meant be so passionate about the message that came with that baby a couple of thousand years ago. Be so passionate about that 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 you'll do anything to embrace it and to then live it. Because that baby represented love. You know, as soon as we are born and we start walking and talking and figure out, figuring out life, we become so defensive. And we don't like being vulnerable anymore. And we hide our vulnerability by things like anger and judgment. And we don't embrace our vulnerability, and be willing 
to say, you know, I'm, I'm afraid or I'm hurting. The message of love that came in that manger so many thousands of years ago came in the most vulnerable way. And the beautiful part about Christmas is that we can live as vulnerable people. And there is a love and a peace and a strength that is far greater than anything we could ever imagine if we embrace it. Will you go with me to the manger tonight? Because if we'll go and if we will be like that little girl that's the sheep, and if we'll pick up that gift of love that is for all people, and if we'll carry that love with us, then we will truly live into the kingdom of heaven and of God and of love. Now hear these words as we leave from the Gospel of Luke. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. Then they told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the shepherders were impressed. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherders returned, and and this is the part I want us to walk away with tonight. The shepherders returned and let loose. They were glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they had been told. May we go and may we be a people that let, let loose in love. Merry Christmas. Christmas Day Their old familiar carols play And loud and sweet their songs repeat A peace on earth, goodwill to men And the bells are ringing
shall fail the right. 